welcome to the show. Every week we meet up, talk some action flicks, shoot some breeze and let off some steam, Bennett. This is PC and I'm Grant. And PC, you know when I said I would introduce you last? I lied. Who's your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) (laughs) So this is our very first episode. We're an action movie based podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw a few things out, see what sticks, and that'll be the way we do things. <laughs> That's basically more of my life most of the time. <laughs> We're going to start with a little opening question. I'll pitch it to you first, PC. If you could commission a comic book movie, what would you go for? Well, I was having a good think about this, uh, which probably led to me doing no work for most of this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I was thinking just a bit of left field with that. I'd quite like to see um, Thundercats make their um, big screen debut. There's actually a Thundercats link in this episode. Is there? Because um, one of the things we're going to be doing later, to get the, let the audience get to know us a little better, we're going to do James Lipton's questions that he always asks in Inside the Actor's Studio, and he wrote the Thundercats theme. Excellent. This is, this is how well prepared we are for this. <laughs> yeah. Not a tie-in at all. Yeah, that was on purpose. It was <laughs> completely <laughs> planned. <laughs> um, I think I would go for Dread 2. Just come on, let's get it done, shall we? <laughs> Somebody just shake their pockets. There's meant to be change there to do it. It'll all be good. And as much as everyone's fighting for the Judge Death storyline, what I'd really like to go for is the Judge Caligula, when Judge Caligula becomes the the ruler. Of... Is that the one that has a fish as part of his... Yes, his, yeah. his assistant is a fish, and he also has a horse as one of his other judges. And that's um, that's the story that you know the other Judge Dread, the um, the one where Stallone and Schneider and never heard of it. <laughs> You've blocked that. Out, yeah, right? <laughs> complete mental block. That uh, Rob Schneider's character is based on a character from this storyline, and I'd like to see him done properly because the guy's supposed to be eight foot tall, yeah. and Rob Schneider is three foot tall. Because <laughs> so I'm going to give you a wee bit of trivia here, and. It's going to be about a particular star, and I'll reveal the answer at the end, so you can maybe be thinking along, seeing if you can get it. So this star was was approached to star in Predator 2, but was injured doing this action film. Who do you think that might have been? Hmm. Okay, our next topic is the Wheel of News. So you're going to pull the Wheel of News, (laughs) and it's going to land on a number... Which you're obviously going to say out loud, so our listeners can... Just going to have to give it a tug and see what happens. Yes. Excellent. The the Wheel of News is in my pants. (laughs) This is why I never listen to the news. (laughs) If anyone would like to make us a Wheel of News, penis-based or otherwise, why don't you send it in to me? (laughs) And I'll decide whether or not it's worth (laughs) pulled off or not. Okay, so... Why don't you pull the wheel of news? Let me have a tug at number four. Number four, um, Rocky is returning as a TV show for Creed. Oh, I, Our first images of it. Yeah. What do you think of this? Because that's the guy that's going to be in Fantastic Four, isn't it? Is it Michael J? Is that Michael right? B. Jordan. Awesome. He's also in um, The Wire. The Wire. And Parenthood. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Rocky thing's really been done to death. I know they're trying to do it so they can bring a whole new generation and be like, look, look at this fantastic show. But, I mean, they kind of did that with 
Rocky Balboa which despite my reservations was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be perfect yeah it's a, the perfect end to it as well yeah which that and that should be the thing that should be the end you know things when you have an ending like that should just let it go you know just stop the money making machine and not think hey can we make more money out of this no just leave it let it be just no more I'm looking at you Expendables no more <laughs> well the Expendables is going in a TV show lest we forget yes with all the TV actors the MacGyvers of this world that's uh, going to be good <laughs> I doubt we'll be seeing them making much out of um, elastic bands and um, tea cosies that are going to save them from many things on a week on basis what do you think of the Expendables oh is this the female version that yeah. they're supposed to have um, who Sigourney Weaver one of them Sigourney Weaver yeah. Linda Hamilton the one from Expendables 3 I think just because it's the one the only one that was the only one woman that still speaks the stone <laughs> I really don't care to be fair I'll probably never watch it <laughs> it just it just screams off no no we can't do this Let, let's I think I like that, that has been a critical reaction to us now, of just massive shrug yeah. in the general direction. It's just like, yeah. Yes, we're going to put that out in the, they're just expecting this. People would be like, yeah, this is going to be great. But let's go back to the 90s and have more girl power. No, we don't care. Just okay, let's have another pull of the Wheel of News. And let's hope it doesn't land on number four, otherwise you'll have to talk about it again. Yeah, I'll just remind myself of like that. Maybe this wheel isn't the greatest design yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we just have like, just a bingo card instead? It makes things a lot easier. Um, I will go with number one. Number one, I'm glad you chose this. There's a new trailer for Terminator. Spoiler alert, <laughs> it has a terrible, terrible twist. It does. <laughs> Which, if you don't want to hear, why not jump ahead a few minutes? But because we're just going to reveal it right now, like John Connor results. is a Terminator. <laughs> In what reality was this a good idea? <laughs> it was bad enough saying, you know what, we're going to completely overwrite everything that's been done in all these past films. And don't get me wrong, the last two films were pretty terrible. But you know, for all the good work that you know Terminator and Terminator Two laid down, and even the Sarah Chronicle was as well. Yeah. Everything that was put in place, all that timeline, all the good work, all the all the lore that was in there, and they've basically gone, we want more money, and just wiped everything out so they can throw the CGI fest at us, which is just <laughs> going to be terrible. Everyone can be a Terminator now. <laughs> yeah. And now we can have Granddad Terminators as well. We can. Um, we can throw an Arnie because it's fine because he's supposed to age because that's how the Terminators work. How, how would you have done this twist to make it better? As an example, what I would have done was maybe at the end of the film you go into the future and everyone who you thought was a human is actually a Terminator and yeah. Skynet have actually taken over. Yeah. They're just throwing people in the past just to mess around with you. <laughs> yeah, this is just a distraction. This is the... Yeah, I... I wouldn't even bother would just like I mean that's what I just suggested is terrible but it's better than what's actually happening and that's the point we've got to we can throw terrible ideas out and they still stick better than what's actually being done what do you think of the other twist the fact that um, they've been raised by the Terminator yeah who is your Terminator daddy and what does he do for me that's almost like a continuation of what they were hinting at with Terminator 2 where they were trying to make him into this father figure for John Connor do you mean they've taken a theme and they've just made it a plot line <laughs> yes that's exactly what I'm saying 
where people came in and went, you know, he comes across as a bit of a father figure. Really? Did you, did you pick it? Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by that storyline. I see. <laughs> and that idea has sat and grown like some kind of fungus for the last few years in the back of somebody's mind, and now we have this. We thank you for that. Okay, why don't you tug on to the Wheel of News? <laughs> this is getting really thin. It is. I just, yeah. Um, I'll go with number three. Okay, what you've got is Ryan Reynolds obsessed with Game of Thrones. It caused tough time in our marriage, jokes Blake Lively. I would have thought Green Lantern would have been a bigger impact <laughs> in their relationship than Game of Thrones, to be fair. I think the age difference might have something to do with it. To be fair, he's probably just walking about getting high-fived as he goes anyway, so it's fine. Um, I'd like to comment, but I and I would probably get shot for this as well, especially given the theme of this podcast, but I haven't actually been keeping up with Game of Thrones. Um, I still have the season one box set in the flat that I've maybe only watched three or four episodes. It's good. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm glad you contributed to that. That was. Um, I'm sorry, but the wheel of news actually landed on number two. All right, I was thinking. <laughs> Did your fly get stuck? <laughs> yes. This is Sarah Jessica Parker finds a pay stub on a New York street. <laughs> Did you just pick that out of the front page of the Sun? Was that just tabloid news? The Weekly World News. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. She found someone's pay stub, and this is the second time she's done it, which makes me think she's actually looking for people's pay stubs on the street. Is she in her home? Is boasting <laughs> the, the press about it. So, let me say she's found it in the street. Is she basically just raiding bins? Is she just raiding people's garbage to find things? Because way, people have just forgotten about her. By the way, you might make the case famous action movie star Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, um, I just wanted to talk about this story. <laughs> We're not even ten minutes in, and we're already off the beaten path. Honestly, <laughs> and she also admits to dreaming about dating David Letterman, which I guess when your husband is Matthew Broderick, that's like a conceivable alternative. That's understandable. <laughs> Remember when was it Drew Barrymore? Every time she guested on Letterman, she would always flash him. No, I guess it was probably Madonna. Now that I think of that, I was going to say that's. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, all in for that, yeah. Madonna, no, I'm sorry, I love just... On a, on a non-wheel of news related story, <laughs> did you see when she tried to kiss Drake? Have you seen that footage? She tried no. to kiss Drake and Drake is like, oh, get away from me! And then what he was saying, what he was saying was, oh, she just surprised me. See, is it... some sort of muscly lizard creature jumped on me. <laughs> sort of belly the scene from The Mummy or something yeah. like that effect. Except less realistic. <laughs> Take that, Madonna. Okay, thanks for taking part in the Wheel of News. The story you didn't get was Christopher Eccleston. I still feel insecure as a working class actor. Thank God we didn't get that. We don't touch on yeah. serious topics. I know, you think his career was gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> what? It's oh. <laughs> Now we're going to do our subject of the week, which, because this is the first week, just going to do a little getting to know you game. You know, like first day at school sort of thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to play... Play. Yeah, we're going <laughs> we're gonna, to... Um, Bring your mind back. <laughs> You've zipped yourself back up. You can contain yourself now. <laughs> I'm playing all the time. Yeah. 
So, speaking of people who like to masturbate while they're interviewing, James Lipton. <laughs> we're gonna I take... swear we're not lining these up. It's just very unfortunate. <laughs> James Lipton always asks the actors ten questions. So I thought maybe we could answer these to give the audience a little bit of an insight into our horrifying personalities. <laughs> this will be your first and only introduction to our show. So the first question, what is your favourite word? My favourite word, being from Fife, is usually like. 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 It's like. said on a subconscious level and at the end of every sentence. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're starting to get a bit of a nervous twitch every time I said the word like at the end of a sentence, then please forgive me. Just to it's clarify, it's, it's not like it, the, in the middle of a sentence, it's more generally towards the end of a it sentence. It is at the end of a sentence. I'm going to do that like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just for no apparent reason, you could be saying absolutely anything and it just comes out like some kind of bizarre Tourette's syndrome that I've got. So if my favourite word, I'm going to go for sparse. Because it sounds sparse. a bit rude. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what is your least favourite word? My least favourite word? Hmm... That, that was it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be Mally's favourite word when I'm editing this as well. Yeah, yeah, so that's <laughs> the both of us are constantly just, just because any time I listen back to myself recording this, <laughs> hmm, and it's like, no, oh, what are you doing? For my least favourite word, I'm going to go for Hopkins, as in Anthony. Because <laughs> if I man. see that name in a film, I know I'm going to hate it. Please don't ever make me watch Bram Stoker's Dracula again. <laughs> I thought that was more for the fantastic performance by Keanu with his great accent. Now this next one. Careful. What turns you on creatively, spiritually or emotionally? I can't believe he gets away with this on daytime TV. I don't know. I, I always like having something that I can really get my teeth into. Something that kind of sparks an interest. Um, so for instance as we are here today doing action films and the films for me is a big a big interest um, in fact most kind of television actually and the geekier the better usually as well so usually you'll need to hem me back anytime somebody kind of strays onto the, the path of comic books or Marvel or anything to that effect yeah um, I'm just going to cut out your answer like lower the voice a wee bit and then make that my well probably actually higher the voice a little bit and make that my answer too what turns you off creatively spiritually or emotionally musicals <laughs> for everything <laughs> and creative dance in terms of um, action films I think I may go for a leg break is something I can never really deal with very well when I see it on screen. I don't know if you've seen... Um, oh, can I go back, actually? What turns you on creative, spiritually, or emotionally? An exploding helicopter. <laughs> There's going to be a gunship in this film. what turns me off? A non-exploding helicopter. Mutants That's a waste of a helicopter. Can I, be, can I be doing Can I just say in films as well? I'm not, yeah. I'm not some sort of maniac. <laughs> Every time you see a helicopter, you just shake your fist and I'm at it from a distance. Get my ear rifle out. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, American government, you don't have to investigate me. That's not what I was saying. To be fair, you don't get much distance in the potato gun anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Where do these questions come from? <laughs> you be very careful about what you say as well. I don't like this. It's like, it's like podcast entrapment. Um... 
I think I'm quite a, the um, I'm quite a martial arts fan as well when it comes to films. So I do like the um, the, the tried and trusted um, let's punch the, the cabbage for sound effects for the over exaggerated. Yeah. I love that. You know, anytime you've got a fight sequence and it's the contact punch that along a similar kind of line, I'm going to go for the Wilhelm scream. Whenever yeah. you hear that in a film. <laughs> And you're, this is not going to take you by surprise. What sound or noise do you hate? Usually it's women screaming, especially when it's the kind of thing where it's in the middle of your action sequence or when you're trying to pay attention to something else and there's just this really high-pitched drone screen in the background which has no relevance to the plot. It's like, don't just act scared, just act. You don't need to scream like a banshee. I'm, I'm going to go with noise for my answer, and I'm going to go with the noise of Jason Patrick delivering dialogue. <laughs> it's white noise, of sorts. Can I change mine to the, the sound of Steven Seagal trying to deliver anything but kicks? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite curse word that's been changed for television? I like um, Mother Brother Fairy Bugger for uh, an MF word from The Usual Suspects. Um, I'm, I'm still a fan of the old classic feck. <laughs> <laughs> the old father Ted. The old father Ted. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, we were actually talking about this the other day because uh, we did walk into Forbidden Planet and they were looking for part-time staff. Yeah. <laughs> so this is that, that would be me at a especially when we're standing at the counter waiting to be served and you listen to some of the banter, it's like, I never get banter at work like this, I'm not allowed. I, I get reamed back, it's like, no, you've got work to do. You've What's got work to do, stop talking about comics. But no, that would be your job. Yeah. <laughs> and you would be doing it wrong if you talked about computers or... I know. Servers. I'd, I'd, I'd probably actually get bored after. Can I not talk? About, no, you can't. You must talk about this. Can we not at least talk about No. Remember your place. So, yeah, that's me. Mine's would be a podcaster. Bring it on, advertisers. <laughs> and uh, what profession would you not like to do? I think anything involving the care of people. Just <laughs> that sounds really bad. You can just see people listening to this going, "What?" I just I like people, but I just I don't have the capacity of that much patience to to deal with people on a daily basis. Like my hat goes off to people that are nurses or working care or you know do deal with the elderly or anything like that. I mean, like me, I'm a big hearted human being. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you take on the portion that I should have. <laughs> so there we go, that's that's why I'm lesser because he's taking on my portion. It's nothing to do with me. This is all it's, yeah. Just to be clear, I'm not a big hearted human being. <laughs> you're letting yourself down and you're letting me down there. What profession would you not like to do for me? So I will go with the person who has to tell Steven Seagal that he's too fat for this role and he has to die and stop drinking energy drinks. <laughs> Okay, next question. This is really a retort to that, to be fair. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Get to the chopper! <laughs> yeah, so you know he's a fan of action films too. Uh, I'm not going to answer that because it's never going to happen. Because <laughs> if there is a heaven, I'm not going there. <laughs> For some of the things I'll be saying on this podcast. So that's a little sneak preview of what the podcast is going to be like and thank you for tuning in for your first and only episode <laughs> so next up it's a little game here 
So I'm going to be reading out a plot summary here. If you get it in the first wee bit, you get 20 points, then 10 points for the next bit. And if you want to guess the person who they're talking about, who's the main star, that removes five points for you. Okay? Okay. And the game is called Segal Schwarzenegger, Stallone or Streisand. So it's going to be one of these people's films. Okay. Let's be honest, this wasn't one of best films. It was sort of a stopgap for him. One that didn't really cut it for me. Yes, it was fun watching this person trying to be the tough guy and a lover at the same time amused me. Any guesses? Is this going to be... It's not Streisand, my <laughs> Damn! Um, a tough guy and a lover. This next bit might give you some more clues. There are some memorable moments, especially when he tells his wife to not drink and bake. <laughs> but the moment when he's in the gravel pit listening to the Rolling Stones while killing the bad guys was probably its pinnacle. But really, this is a typical gangster movie. And mm, does okay, but doesn't blow us away. I'm good. He's right. a sheriff trying to get... This is... You're now at 10 points now. He's a sheriff right. trying to get back into the bureau, infiltrating a Chicago Mafia family. Infiltrating that... Is this the... Do you want to use your... Tell me who the actor is card? Is this... Uh, is this Copland? No. No. Yeah, give me the actor. I'll probably not get it anyway. I don't recognise the plot for this. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay. And you've run out of time. <laughs> you can tell this was well thought out. Uh, this is Raw Deal. God. Geez. You should have got it. Where you should have got it is telling, why do you drink all the time? <laughs> that is the best bit in that film. So you get no points, and I get one point. Because <laughs> you didn't get it. We didn't really discuss this. We did. The two-minute discussion prior to recording really could have been expanded a bit more. Okay, so next up, each week we're going to challenge each other to watch a film. And I started you off by making you watch a film starring Sam Bottoms, famous actor Sam Bottoms, and Pat Morita from the Karate Kid film, Shadow Fury. Shadow Fury, indeed. So, what did you think of Shadow Fury? Um, yeah, it seems that um, Mr. Miyagi was doing his best kind of merger of Christopher Lloyd's um, Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> and that's that's you sent me a picture from it, and that is his look, isn't it? Uh, it's the hair. <laughs> if you've not, I think we need to put, uh, put that up on the site. And the yes. picture's fantastic. It actually looks like he's about to take flight with this hair. It's great. The synopsis of the film is that. Mr. Miyagi is, or was, a scientist working for a secret organisation called Nova Corp. Um, <laughs> and they have differences, he leaves. Um, and it seems that the prime directive for the, for the company is, is cloning. Um, so we get not, sh- not making Robocops? No. Not making Robocops. <laughs> well, for some reason, they, they seem to delight making excessive clone chickens. I'm not sure why. It really confused the bejesus out of me. But they, they do this old split at the start where they talk about how cloning is bad. So we're kind of getting in a bit like the, um, the Schwarzenegger um, 50 kind of thing. 
um, where it's like you know you can't we can't clone, but you're not allowed to. It's bad. No, bad. <laughs> so the whole thing is that he creates his own genetically modified ninja. I don't know where he's cloned from because we, you, you never cover that. It's just a case of he's discovered the key to create these fantastic clones. But as a side effect, he's also created all these crappy clones like that walk about like zombies in the form of mouths. It's really strange. It's like, right, okay, so he's created this assa- this zomb- this ninja clone to assassinate all the other scientists just because. And so the, the basis of the film is that they hire this guy to try and kill the clones um, and then wipe out everybody. And is this Sam Buttons? Is that right? Yes. Who, <laughs> they, you know, it's the cliched... I'm a soldier, I've got a tragic past, I drink a lot. <laughs> but we also found out, shock, that he's dying. His liver's dying. Oh, he's, no. he's dying from liver cancer. So, he, so they offer him a deal and say, the clone you're chasing is perfect. You can have his liver. You can kill him and steal his liver and you'll live. So you've then got this this character that's developing along. It, it, it kind of starts a bit like Terminator, the way that he speaks. Everything's just statements, is it? I'm off care, you know, and it's like, <laughs> great, okay, fantastic. And then they kind of start moving him along more like Terminator 2, where he starts to develop feelings um, and is saved by a prostitute. So, what do you think is the best action scene in it? What's the uh, highlight of it? What made you laugh the most other than Pat Morita's outfit? Um, the, the bit that made me laugh the most, actually, later in the film, the, the scientists that he's trying to kill, one of them that you find out is actually a bad guy. His, his agenda is to create this army that he can sell to different countries and make money from them. And I don't know if you spotted this when you gave me this film, but um, Taylor Lochner is in it. Oh, the guy from Twilight. The guy from Twilight. Oh, wow. And he's the, 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 the junior clone, because they grow the clone <laughs> from a child and have this child um, fighting grown adults but at one point um, so why did Pat Morita clone Taylor Lautner has he got something about oh, no, no, that's, that, that, it wasn't because the guy that they had from the ninja was actually like was Japanese <laughs> but this is the this is the other clone that the other scientists create um, but one of the scientists who obviously has a, a guilty conscience finds all these files and you <laughs> and you get a shot of where um the resources are coming from in terms of the input for the DNA and I have not laughed so hard for quite a while <laughs> so it's detailing you know just to kind of put you in place it's like um, strength of a world class boxer um, ability of a world class gymnast DNA from Jack the Ripper whoops <laughs> 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 so never mind that you know technicality they never found Jack the Ripper so let's just steam over that anyway but yeah so the They've fused all these different elements that they've got together with Jack the Ripper's DNA to make him more aggressive. And I did chuckle at that for quite a while. And the fight sequences are just beyond laughable. Um, partly because the main protagonist doesn't fight, he just tries to shoot everybody with a handgun, which I can only assume is dis- cleverly disguised because it must be a shotgun because every time he shoots something he fly at least three or four metres away from him which looks fantastic when you're watching it can I try and predict the ending? you can you can let me know if I'm right yeah. the guy that's dying does yeah. he get a clone made of himself? he doesn't oh no 
Well, um, I need to go back to bad movie high school. You do, you do. <laughs> no, what actually happens is the in, in the final face-off between um, the the created ninja from the original ninja and the new clone, because that's it's a big it turns into a big battle out towards the end, um, is that he gives up his life to give his liver to the guy. Mm. Now that he's found his humanity after he shagged the prostitute. <laughs> well, that's. Um, Certainly sounds good. Yeah, you can. Um, On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you that I? <laughs> how happy that I watched it, or how happy did it make me at the time in terms of actually physically <laughs> laughing? How happy you were at the time? I, I, I think in terms of actual humour, um, at points they were trying to make serious. It, it was a solid seven point five on the humour scale. <laughs> in terms of actually trying to watch the film, in terms of the content, maybe a good four out of ten. It was. Um, <laughs> Out, out with the, the humorous sections it was so, it was a slog um, and I've given you a film called Hardwired oh sounds good which stars Cooper Gooding Jr oh Michael Ironside oh nice and Val Kilmer oh fat Val Kilmer <laughs> fat Val Kilmer <laughs> I don't like Val Kilmer when it's thin <laughs> anything with Michael Ironside is a winner regardless of how bad it is it's it's the Michael Ironside bald scale and the Val Kilmer fat scale. That's what I'll be looking at for. <laughs> yeah, I did spot that and read the synopsis and thought that's going to be a treat. Okay, do you remember the trivial question from earlier? The, the guy was the Predator Two one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? Um, I'm really trying to think hard about any like sort of actors at that time that would have been reasonably good. I know it wouldn't have been Van Damme because he was supposed to be involved in the original and got. And knocked it back purely because of the wacky question that had often all offended. Yeah, that as well. Give up? Gibson? No. Patrick Swayze? Really? But he was injured during the filming of Roadhouse. <laughs> should have guessed. Given it's me, yeah, you should have guessed. I really should have guessed, to be fair. I, I was kind of I was kind of hoping if I redirected it away from Roadhouse that it would maybe persuade you not to think of Roadhouse, but I should have been there. Okay, well, thanks very much, PC. And we'll see you next week for some more Let Off Some Steam Minute. See you later. See you later. Facebook, Let Off Some Steam Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Steam Podcast. Email us, let off some steam podcast at gmail.com. And download our intro music. It is Fat and Bald by John Ahmed Schoenbergenbecker. You want to download it? I don't bloody blame you.